right, Luke chapter 19, Luke chapter 19 tonight. And what a blessing it has been just, just tonight, just to be able to come back again. And we appreciate, my wife and I, and we appreciate so much what your church has meant to us over these years. And Lord, just to see uh, how God has used you folks and to see where you're at now and the heart that you have for the world. And that's a blessing. That's encouraging. You've got a great man of God leading you along. And Lord, we do appreciate, we do appreciate what the Lord is doing here. Amen. And we appreciate what uh, God's going to do. Amen? Yes. And I have to admit tonight, I'm a little bit nervous. Uh, I've been in many mission conferences in my lifetime as a missionary. Uh, but I've never been asked to be the first speaker. Mm. And so... Uh, if, if, there, if there's a term that's more than scared to death, that would be me right now, amen? But Luke chapter 19, Luke chapter 19, once you find your place, if you would stand with me tonight, we're going to be looking at verses 28 through 40, but quickly we're going to read verse 28 through 31, then we'll say our prayer and we'll get into the message tonight. Luke chapter 19, beginning in verse number 28. The Bible says, And when he had thus spoken, he went before, ascending up to Jerusalem. And it came to pass, when he was come nigh to Bethpage and Bethany at the mount called the Mount of Olives, he sent two of his disciples, saying, Go into the village over against you, in the which at your entering ye shall find a colt tied, whereon yet never man set. Loose him and bring him hither." And if any man ask you, why do ye loose him? Thus shall ye say unto him, because the Lord hath need of him. Let's pray. Father, thank you again for tonight and for the opportunity just once again to be back here at Eastside. Pray, God, that you'd help me as I speak. And Holy Spirit, please guide my words, guide my thoughts. And that everything I say tonight would be exactly what you once said and that would lift up your name and not mine. God, thank you for this opportunity. Bless the message tonight as only you can. We ask it in Christ's precious name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. you. may be seated. Most of us know the story here tonight, but the message tonight is the Lord hath need. The Lord hath need. We know the story. Now, Jesus has come into Jerusalem. He tells his two disciples... Now, if you're, I, I think y'all know this before. I like to move around, so hopefully this mic doesn't quit on me while I'm moving around here. Plus, I want to keep you awake because it's like 8.06. I see what time it is. All of us have a full belly, amen? Yeah. I always hate to have to preach after we eat. Yeah. Not so much for me because I'm standing up here moving around, but for y'all that have to sit there. So when y'all start falling asleep, I'll get ready to quit. Now, I don't want anybody faking it, all right? Nobody just sitting there start nodding their head <laughs> just to get my attention and say, it's time, Brother Lord Jesus, get out of there. It's fine. No. But the story or the, the happening here is he's going into Jerusalem, and he tells his two disciples, I want you to go to a certain place, and I want you to get a colt, okay? And I want you to bring him. And if anybody asks you any questions, you just tell them that the Lord hath need. Well, the Lord hath need in the work today, amen? Yeah. There's so much more that needs to be done for Christ. God has need. There's so many of us today, and I know probably even here at Eastside Baptist Church, there's probably many here tonight that are not doing anything. Mm -hmm. 
Some of you are looking like, okay, when you start looking at me with a sour face, I know who you are, amen? <laughs> but listen, God hath need, the Lord hath need. He needed a cult to go through Jerusalem, but he needs us to do the work on this old earth, amen? Yes. Right. Now, he could do it on his own, amen? Right. He could do anything that he wants. If he wanted to cause the rocks to speak, he could. Matter of fact, if you look down in verse number uh, getting down to verse number 37. And when he was come nigh, even now at the descent of the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of olives, or the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of the disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice for all, for all the mighty works that they had seen, saying, Blessed be the King that cometh in the name of the Lord, peace in heaven and glory in the highest. So he came for a purpose, and they're announcing him. Now, they weren't announcing him to say, hey, look, he's here. He's going to take care of everything. He's going to do it all. Right. That's why they weren't announcing him to, to tell people, look, you can relax now. He'll take care of it. He was there to announce the fact that the Lord hath need. Yes. The Lord hath need. Because he was basically telling them as he's getting ready to, he's doing all this, my time here is almost done. But your time is just beginning. Yeah, that's right. It's good. Huh? So listen, uh, Eastside Baptist Church, Lord, the Lord hath need this week. Yes. He's going to be talking to your heart this week. He's going to be dealing with you. He may not deal with you in the area of missions to go to the mission field, but there may be some area that he deals with you with because your life is not what it should be for God. Right, yeah. Huh? Yeah. I don't wake up now. Come no, on now. It's only been... I've only been at this for three minutes, and I already can tell your faces. But the Lord hath need. Now, listen, don't be surprised if God asks something big from you this week. Amen. When you came to missions conference this week, when you came tonight, are you expecting something? Yes. Are you expecting God to do something in your heart? If you just came to fill a pew, you're probably not going to get anything out of it. But I don't know about you, I never want to be sitting out there listening to the man of God preach, not wanting something. Right. When I come tomorrow night, and I believe it's Brother Ludke, when he gets up and preach, I'm going to be looking for something. Yes. I'm part of your conference. Right. But I'm still here looking to get something from God. Because even at my age and what I've got, what God's called me to do, he's not done. He hath need. Right. And now God may ask something big of you this week. Now the question is, what is big? You realize in those days, a cult was a very valuable creature? Right. Yeah. I mean, listen, those things weren't, I mean, those things were, there was a beast of burden. But they were used in many ways. They, they were valuable to the family, to the people that owned them. Yes. They made money for them. And here's Christ saying, go, and go take it. You're not going to pay anything. Just bring it to me. Right. Why? Because he had need of it. Yes, sir. Now, God may ask you to, he may ask something big out of your life this week. Yeah. But for you, what is big? I started thinking about that. And one of the things I started thinking about, big is, to me, when I think of big, for most people, it interrupts our lifestyle. Mm -hmm. yeah, that's a good way to say it. Amen. 
When the big comes, many times it interrupts our lifestyle. You know that there's so many people in our churches today that cannot do what God wants, whether it's in the area that they're in or on a foreign field because they've developed such a lifestyle that they've put restrictions to their life. They get to that place in their life where, oh, I can never do it that way. I can never live like that. Is your lifestyle set in such a way here in, in, in Sioux Falls, South Dakota that you're literally ineffective for the cause of Christ? That your lifestyle is more important to maintain than people's souls? Than the men and women and the boys and girls that walk the streets of this city who need Jesus Christ, your lifestyle takes place over them? Big this week may be for you to Interrupt that lifestyle. That's good. Yes, sir. Yep. To get you out of that, that place of security. Mm-hmm. Yep. That way of doing things. That mindset. This is the way I do it. This way I've always done it. This way I'm always going to do it. Right. Yep. Well, listen, if that's the way you are, it's going to be very hard for God to use you. Sure. When I went to Nepal, let me tell you a couple of good stories. This, this will make y'all feel real good tonight. I mean, the first time I went to the, to the village. Now, when you go out into the villages and you go to the toilet, for one, you got to pay for your toilet paper. It's not free, okay? Two, toilets are in the ground. They're a hole in the ground with feet. You have what looks like two feet, so pray that you hit that hole right there in the ground, okay? <laughs> if you have to, I remember the first time I went into one, I'm walking into this toilet and I'm looking around and the floor is moving. And I'm thinking, what in the world is underneath my feet? (laughs) Well, come to find out it was maggots and they're going around on the floor. Do you know the average person today with the lifestyle they live would never go to a place like that? But you know what's interesting? The average person today with the lifestyle they have would never go somewhere here in the city in places that are just like Nepal. When's the last time you went somewhere where the homeless were? Oh, no, it's it's dirty. I I can't go to a place like that. I couldn't do stuff like that. That's just just not me. Well, no, yeah, that is... That's true. That's not you because you are you and not who God needs. The Lord hath need. He doesn't need you. (laughs) The you you are, he needs the you that he wants you to be. Our lifestyle interrupts too much of the cause of Christ. Big may mean interrupting your way of life. Heaven forbid that you don't go somewhere where they don't have Starbucks. Amen? I know everybody's looking at each other. Is that you? Listen, there's so many things that you deal with on the mission field. Maggots in the toilets. And what my wife was saying, washing the vegetables. We had to soak them in an iodine solution because they all came with bugs. 
All the food we would buy on the shelves, the canned goods, the box goods, things like that, all, most of the time they were all expired. You didn't care. You got what you could. And you enjoyed it. I don't know how many times we'd get a bag of flour, open it up, and things start come crawling out of it. You just sift through the bugs, amen? Listen, listen, okay, 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 okay. I mean, it's not going to hurt you to eat that stuff. I'm living proof, okay? I'm 60 years old. I'm still here, and I've ate more bugs than I care to think about, amen? But my lifestyle, when I left, when I got ready to go to the mission field, I had a lifestyle. I liked it a certain way. I like things a certain way. It was difficult for me to go outside of that certain way. But God may interrupt your lifestyle and get you out of your box so that you can do something big for him. Yes, sir. Amen. That's good. I don't know about you. I, I, when the Bible says, you know, go, into, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel, do you realize all the world there is right outside these doors? That verse is not for missionaries. That verse is for every Christian. Yes, sir. You know? And, and when you talk about interrupting your lifestyle, that's the call to go. Amen. God's trying to get you out of your lifestyle, out of your way of doing things. You're set living to do something that will make a big difference. Yep. Amen. Amen. The Lord hath need. The Lord hath need tonight. He has need this week. And during this week and during the preaching time and all the, that's done this week, God's going to try to do something in your hearts. Are you ready? Are you ready to give that big thing to him this week? What else could big mean? Well, big could also mean something you have to free up. I call that the call to downsize. How many of us got so much stuff that if God did call us to go somewhere to do something, it would take us a year or two to figure out how to get rid of everything? Yeah, you're right. God may call you to downsize. God may call you to free up some things, get rid of some things that are keeping you from doing more for Him. Yes, amen. That's good. Listen, you have two cell phones? Maybe you only need one. And now, oh, that one hit hard, didn't it? Boy, I can just see your faces now. No, not my cell phone. But I need my two cell phones. I need my three, four cars. I need all these things to survive. Can you imagine what you could do for the cause of Christ financially if you didn't have all that? When my wife, and, my wife and I went to Bible college, we left for Bible college, and we had a 26-foot U-Haul, fully loaded from top to bottom. I mean, it was stacked. By the time I got back to Montana after graduating and getting ready to go to the mission field, I was down to a 14-foot U-Haul. Because I wanted to do more for God, and all these things were hindering me. And if I was going to spend my money to do something for the cause of Christ, if I was going to invest in something, it wasn't going to be U-Haul. Right. 
Amen? Now, my wife and I, you want to know what we have left? We have about five or six containers, like foot walkers, and a couple boxes sitting up in my mom's shed. Forty years of marriage, seven children, ten grandchildren, and that's what we have left to our name. Why? Because I want everything that I have, as much as I have, to go to him and his work. If we're going to reach this world for Christ, if we're going to reach East Side, if we're going to reach Sioux Falls, South Dakota, South Dakota as a whole, and our own country for God, we're going to have to give up some stuff. Amen. That's right. It's time to start downsizing people so you can do more for God. You want to do something big for God? Get rid of things. Get rid of the the, the excess baggage. Start taking what all that excess baggage costs you and start investing in it in the cause of Christ. Amen. Big may be downsizing. For some of you, if you downsize, he might get you to move quicker. Do you realize it's a lot harder to pack up a tent when you've got 26 feet of U-Haul worth of tent compared to 14 foot of U-Haul worth of tent? Can you imagine if Abraham, every time he moved from place to place, the U-Haul got bigger? The reason why it's hard for God to move us is because we've got too much stuff holding us down. We've got too much stuff holding us where we are. And folks, the Lord hath need this week. The Lord hath need now. And here he told the, the disciples when and said, the Lord hath need. Well, he's got needs. God's need hasn't stopped. The souls of mankind is still there. People are still dying and going to hell. The gospel still works. Don't tell me the gospel doesn't work. I can guarantee you there are people in here tonight that don't go out and witness to people because they say it just doesn't work anymore. Hey, it works. The problem is, is you don't. When the gospel stops working, it's because you're not working. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to offend you there. I apologize. Wrong. I'm not apologizing for that. Listen, the Lord has need. It's time for a lot of us to get outside of our box. It's time for a lot of us to get outside of this world that we've created for ourselves and begin to focus more on the world that God wants for us. The world that we create ourselves is not God's world. Amen? When you get to the place where all you can see is what he sees, then you're in the right world. But when you live in a world where all you can see is what you see and what's important to you, then you're in the wrong world. And it's time to realize the Lord hath need, but are you willing to fill the need? What's big also? Big may be giving more than you did before. The call to sacrifice. I remember when we were on deputation, my wife, she challenged me one time. She says, honey, you know, why don't we give more of our love offerings than we've ever given before? Because, you know, missionaries, we get love offerings. It takes money to get from place to place. Amen? When you're driving a truck and a trailer, at that time I had a truck and a trailer. It was 35 foot, not 19 foot. It was a little bigger back then. 
When you got five daughters to feed, it takes money. And so my wife, she said, honey, let's, we're, let's try something. Let's, let's do more than we've ever done before. So for six months, we put the Lord to the test. Decided we were going to do something big. 75% of everything that came in, I gave back to the Lord. 75%. Do you know that I could not give, outgive God? It didn't make a difference. How much I gave, the, the higher the percentage didn't make a difference. It seemed like it more and more came in. I'm giving him 75% and he's giving me a whole lot more back. Folks, this year, you may, God may call you to do more than you did last year. My wife and I, and I'm not saying this as to toot horns or anything like that, but we upped our missions given this year by $50 a month. Wow. We're missionaries. But see, I can't go where Brother Aldridge is going. I can't do what Brother Ludke's doing. But I can sure help Brother Ludke do what he does. I can sure help Brother Aldridge and his wife do what they do. And we upped our support. I mean, we upped our missions. God may ask you to give more than you've ever given. Trust me. I know this without a doubt. There's a lot of you in here tonight. You could give more both financially and physically if you'd really evaluate your life. Yeah, it's true. Big may be doing more than you've ever done before. Yeah. That means praying more than you've ever done before. Yeah. Reading your Bible more than you've ever done before. Talking to people more than you've ever done before. Passing out more tracts than you've ever done before. Don't minimize the track. I can take you from place to place and I can introduce you to men who are preaching the gospel at, at good churches today that were saved because of a gospel track. I've been in churches now. My wife and I have been in several churches here lately, and this is something you might think about, Pastor. I don't know. These, these folks may not do this. <laughs> but there's places that we've been at where the church, uh, the pastor on Sunday nights, or Sunday nights, right? Sunday nights gets up and he asks people, okay, how many tracks did you pass out this week? Mm. And people raise their hand. I did 10. I did five. And then he'll sit there and add them up to see how many tracks his people gave out this week. It's a good idea. You think they would do it? Sure. Okay, I'm making sure. (laughs) You know, you just never know. You never know what the track. Do more. Give more than you've ever given. I know missions conference, many times we think money, but giving more than you've ever given is not just money. Amen. Amen. It's your life, it's your time, it's your talent. I was talking to Colin. Where's Colin at? He was telling me about instruments he plays. And I'm thinking, man, I wish I had talent like that. 
But he was up here singing, and he does his instruments. His wife's the deaf ministry. Fiance. Uh, fiance, sorry, wife. I, you know, I assumed that they were married. I asked him, how long have you been married? Uh, well, uh, we're getting there. We just got engaged. Congratulations. I, I knew I was going to do something dumb tonight after that. I knew it. But anyway. As I was talking to them, I, it was just exciting because here's a young couple engaged. He's got talents. She's got talents. Amen. And they just have a desire to do something. That, I mean, that's giving more than you. I mean, give more than you give before. I didn't even know this. He played the piano. Yeah. Yeah. That was pretty good. Yeah. I wish I could do stuff like that. Sure. I can't. But what I can do, I give as much as I can. And each year, I try to do more because I'm getting older and my life is getting shorter. I'm coming closer to my time to go home. Mm -hmm. yes. So I want to go big. It's good. How many of you ever heard of this, go big or go home? Right, yeah. Amen? I want to do more than I've ever done before, Amen. not just in Nepal, but here in the United States. My wife and I, we go around, we pass out tracks, we talk to people wherever we go. We don't just sit inside our truck and our trailer and enjoy ourselves. I want to see my country reach for Christ just as much as you should. Listen, if you're going to go into the ministry, I'll tell you right now, if, you, if God's called you into the ministry, if you ain't doing it here, stay home. If you're not going to do it here in your own Jerusalem... Don't come over there where I'm at. But the Lord hath need. He may ask you to give more than you've ever given. And lastly, another thing I think a big is when, when you do stuff that causes others to get involved. Big may be for you doing things in such a way for the cause of Christ this year that it causes somebody else to get involved That's good. who's not involved. Yep. That may be big for you to do enough, so much for God that it inspires and causes somebody else to do the same thing. Mm -hmm. I want my life to cause people to do more for God, not do less. Yep. I love to hear stories of when I'm doing and doing and doing and somebody says, you know, brother, I remember when you used to do that and that encouraged me, and now I'm doing this. That's good. The Lord has need. Do you realize that there are people that watch all of us, even you young people? Yeah. You say, well, I'm so young, nobody ever watches. Yeah, they do. Yeah. If I were to ask you, if, okay, I'm going to ask this kid here. Right, what's your name? Tim. Tim. Is he embarrassed easily? No, he's good? He's okay. Good all right, okay. All right, Tim. How old are you? Thirteen. Thirteen. Ooh. Is that the same age as our grandson? Close? Close. Okay. Okay. All right, so Tim. Is this your friend over here? I guess. Okay. Okay. Your, uh, you're not sure? No, I'm sure. He's my friend. Do you know his name? Uh, <laughs> well, he has a nickname, and then it's two different. Okay, I, okay. In other words, you don't know his name, right? Ben. No, Ben. Okay, I got to make sure. I'm sorry, I'm picking on you guys. 
Anyway, Tim, so you're 13. Has God called you to do anything? He's called me to preach. Oh, amen. Amen. Since God called you to preach, what have you done? Uh, I've gone out on outreach. I have uh -huh. a few devotionals. That's pretty much it. Amen. Mm -hmm. Hey, I put him on the spot. Yeah. Amen. Mm -hmm. But here's a young man that's not afraid to say, hey, God's called me to preach. Yes, right. Yeah. I've been outreaching. I've been going out, doing devotions. That's exciting for me. Amen. If I hear a testimony like that, you know what makes me want to do it 60? More. Absolutely. That's what I mean. God may want you to do things in such a way with your life for the cause of Christ that it causes others to do more. He's only 13 years old, but yet he can inspire others to do something for God. Amen. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. uh, look, uh, the Lord had need. He may, God's going to call, I mean, God's going to ask some big things this week. For some of you, he's going to interrupt your lifestyle. He's going to get you out of your box. He's going to help you to see that where you are right now is not where you ought to be. Amen. And then there, for some of you, he's going to say, you know, you just got too much junk. You got too much stuff holding you back. You got too much stuff keeping you from doing something for me. It's time to get rid of some of these things because I need more of you. I need more of you and you need less of that. Amen. Then he may ask you, okay, to do more than you did last year. So this year you were, you were doing outreach, you were giving devotions, so this year he may ask you to do more than that. May I ask you to preach in a junior church? God's called you to preach. Amen. I cut my teeth preaching in junior church. Good. There you go. I got you a preacher for junior church next week. All right, right there. He's going to say, I am not sitting up front next time when this guy preaches. Uh, he's like, man, why did I come tonight? But, listen, you find out... I, I like to have fun, you know, because our life is short. I enjoy myself. Yes, sir. I want my life to count. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Right? And then he may want you just to do enough that you can inspire somebody else. Mm -hmm. yeah, that's good. Amen. And if you inspire them, don't just inspire them, help them. Yeah, right. If you see others that want to do something for God and you hear of others that want to do something for God, help them. Say, hey, you know, I'm going to go out tonight for the outreach. You want to go with me? That's good. I'm going to go out and knock on some doors tonight with the church. You want to go with me? You don't have to say a word. You just come. I'll knock. I'll do all the talking. You know, there's been many a, pe many a person I've taken out soul winning with me when they, were, when they first started going, they didn't say much. But after a while, when people started getting saved, something happened. They got excited, and they wanted to do it. And then it was, brother, can I speak this time? I said, sure. Listen, this week, the Lord hath need. And he may want something big. But the question is, is your heart and your mind ready for the big 
that God's going to ask you this week. Heads bowed, nice closed, no one looking around. Heads bowed, nice closed, no one looking around. The invitation time. I don't know what God's doing tonight in this. These for those that are here tonight. I know that God's speaking to hearts. I know He is, without a doubt. I wonder tonight what God is saying to you. Is God trying to get you to do something big? Is God trying to get you to give your big? Maybe you're here tonight. He's calling you to do something. You know, it's time to surrender. Maybe you're here tonight and you're doing something, but you just know that you could do more. And it's time to start doing more. Or maybe you're here tonight, and if I were to ask you, do you know for sure you'd go to heaven, you'd be honest with me. Because the most important thing is, is what you do with Jesus. Because yes. before you can do anything for him, you've got to belong to him. And if you're here tonight, and if I ask you, if you died right now, do you know for sure you'd go to heaven? If you said, no, I don't know, then please let us show you from the word of God how you can know for sure that you're going to go to heaven one day. I want you to get that settled tonight because life begins with Jesus. And once he has your heart and he gets a hold of your life, there's no telling what he can do with you. So tonight, if you're here without Jesus Christ, I pray that you would make this the night to take care of that. So whatever the need is tonight, God's speaking to hearts. Some have already come, heads bowed and eyes closed, no one looking around.